0: is up everyone and welcome to objectively speaking my name is jeremy paul i'm slightly inebriated and even i could have told you that the hurricane's fourth goal was offsides laura how about you
1: hi i'm laura norman and this is um uh episode 13 game 13 um the Columbus blue jackets versus the carolina hurricanes and what can only be described as one of the stupidest losses in all of nhl history because the columbus blue jackets can just not get any respect
0: from the nhl i just like don't even think it's a matter of respect it's just like this was so fucking stupid (laughs) this was so dumb i i was listening to the game okay so little aside story like i was driving back from athens down to columbus Oh no 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 from Columbus Again, Jeremy's drunk, a slightly inebriated. Don't be drama. And um, so I'm coming down. I'm listening to the game, and I hear them like mention that like in the third period, like they're like, "Oh, the jackets aren't. There are five skaters out there." And I'm like, "What kind of dumb bullshit? Like, get off the ice." And um, for context, the Hurricanes' fourth goal was challenged for offsides. It was deemed to be a good goal. And because of that, it was a coach's challenge. Columbus goes on the power or penalty kill for um it was I believe it like a minute and fifteen seconds of the period to end of the period, something like yeah, that. Yeah, for delay of game. Right, for delay of game. And they come back out and all of a sudden there's no more penalty. And I'm like, Okay, like I <laughs> like I'm listening and, and Bob miguel gets confused. And I have to say that once Jeff Rimmer retires Bobby Gallagher definitely needs to hop over <laughs> to the TV because he's so good. But, um, yeah, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, they said this whole play was offsides. They just got the wrong call. They just got the wrong video. They watched the wrong video to decide whether or not that, go- that goal was offsides or not. So Carolina gets the goal. They're up four to three. They get a minute and 15 seconds on the power play, which, God forbid, they would have scored on that power play. And then they get off of it. To start the third period, the goal remains. It remains four three. The Jackets tie at four to four, but then they can't, um, really get back up because uh the Hurricanes take a six to four lead and then uh, Patrick Line makes it five to six, but after that, I mean there's no I mean, they weren't getting two of those empty net goals back and so um yeah, I mean, just an absolute clusterfuck. Like, an absolute... Like, I've never seen that, and I don't think anybody has. Like, it's just... It was so wild to me to watch that unfold and to hear that unfold, really. And so what was your take as you were watching it, Laura? Well,
1: as I, I was texting you, and I was very confused because they didn't say anything until one of the announcers was like, oh oh, we're not on the power play, or we're not on the penalty kill anymore. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, well, they, they gave the, 45, the last 45 seconds back. And it's like, well, wait a second. That doesn't do anything for anyone. You're giving us 45 seconds of, of one additional player, but yet you're giving the other team, who shouldn't have a goal to begin with, because it was offsides, you got the call wrong. You gave them a minute 15 with an extra skater and a goal, which if it comes down to it, we lost by that goal. So you fucked us and you think that 45 seconds of not being on the PK is a good enough solution to this problem. And then the bigger issue I have is the bullshit statement from the NHL where they were just like, yeah, it happened. Nothing we're going to do about it. And then also, of course, hockey Twitter blowing up saying, it, you know, and I, again, am more sensitive to this than probably most, but if this would have been another game – and two other teams would that have been the decision and would that have been the reaction like if this would have happened with the vegas game today would this have been how this went down if this would have been you know with if we would have been playing the lightning you know all these certain things like is this the same decision, the same reaction that they would have made if it would have been anyone but the Columbus Blue Jackets? And it was really, really frustrating, and it was a really shitty situation when the game wasn't perfect for either team, but each team was playing good hockey, and they were playing good against each other, and you gave an even-matched team an upper hand because you got the fucking call wrong and didn't reverse your entire mistake so it sucks we may not have still won this we may not have won this game in the end but you still took the opportunity away from us and gave it to the other team
0: yeah no for sure and I think too like that's the part that just blows my mind like I do think that this would have been the situation in any game against anybody it's just like it's such a fucked situation like like here's here's a miscommunication so like the NHL says that there is a miscommunication in in the replay and all that kind of stuff and miscommunications happen like i respect that like i'm not like dragging that like it it can happen a miscommunication is if i'm recording in central standard time laura and i tell you oh i'm gonna be ready at eight and you're like where are you and i'm like i'll be ready at eight and it's really nine your time, but, like, you're like, what the hell is going on? Or it's really seven my time, depending. Like, that's miscommunication. Like, it's not a miscommunication to just, like, watch the whole ass wrong clip of of a game and say, oh, yeah, that play was onside, and then to give the other team a goal, and then to – credit the team also with the power play like there's like so much wrong with that like there's so much and like those are the kind of things right like you said like there's no way to know whether or not that game would have ended 5-5 and gone into overtime or whatnot like everything after that changes but even David Savard said like it didn't matter because after that the damage was done like the damage was done like we felt it like we knew that that was the case like and it was just like there was no saving it from that point like that felt like the point of the game where it was lost the game was over and if this was going to be the way that the night went this was going to be the night went and we we're going to move on and we're going to them tomorrow and we're going to hope for the sake of christ that this doesn't happen again or stuff like this doesn't happen
1: again well and the, i don't know one of the things that bothers me is they had an opportunity to correctly fix it It's not like they discovered this mistake after the game was over. They discovered it in the second intermission. They went and talked to Torts in in both teams and explained, we made the wrong call. They still had time to reverse the entire decision. Like it doesn't make any sense to me to choose to eliminate the 45 seconds of the power play for Carolina but keep the goal like that doesn't that's
0: yeah.
1: not a well share like screw the amount of time on the power play that's done and lost whatever but remove the goal from Carolina like well, that's,
0: that's the part that fair. that's the part that I don't understand right like I don't know if you if you can like I don't know like I I get what you're saying as far as like that just makes sense like correct but, but, I like, mean
1: I know all the other times that they've like called a goal it's been in the, in that moment. I don't see, and obviously I don't have the NHL handbook in front of me, but like, I don't see why if the game is still in play, like it's not over, you're still in regulation. Why you can't still adjust the score. If you can adjust the time clock and remove penalties from the record why can't you take a goal off? It's if it's found to be not legitimate, like that to me doesn't make any sense. And I know you know, and it's both Nick and Patrick Line also did post game interviews. Small side note: I super enjoy Patrick Liney being just like a low key sassy bitch. Like, oh, one
0: hundred percent. He wasn't it. It wasn't low key. Le-
1: Oh, I know, but his, like, tone was low-key. His sentiment was very sassy. Um, And, you know, just blatantly being like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And also saying, like, oh, how generous of them to give us the 45 seconds off the PK. And then, you know, Nick being very straightforward and saying, this is a bad look. Like, this is a bad look for the league. It's a bad look for the linesmen, for the refs, for the people in Toronto whose this is their job is to do replays and to look at all the clips to make sure that every single play is correct. And then they come back later and can't fix the mistake properly. Like yes mistakes happen yes there's human error all that sort of stuff but that's why they have these things in place and i do kind of i don't know if you noticed this or not but um i also don't, did you watch the post games as videos or did you listen to them
0: i watched a couple of the interviews as videos
1: okay because nick um they asked him if he, if they had been given the opportunity to like ask why the goal wasn't given, like wasn't taken away. And he looked so pissed in this moment and he was like, Torts had the opportunity, not the rest of us. And it kind of just gave me the impression that he was not happy that Torts didn't push more to have the goal taken away or he was just in general just angry about the situation but and i know they all kept having or they all kept saying we we're just going to move on it is what it is it is what it is but like the rage was there and the rage is still going to be there and i think the fans are super pissed
0: oh without a doubt i almost took nicks comments as like torts like did what he could to like try to overturn it and like that's what torts could do and like that's what he like that's kind of how i took it not like a torts didn't do enough but it could i mean like listen it could have been i i've seen torts go coastal over smaller shit than that right like and so that i was surprised that he was so calm in that press conference like i get that he was worried about getting fined like i get that that's what was on the back of his mind because he had gotten fined after that chicago game last year but I could not believe that he was able to – like, tonight is a master class in all the ways that John Tortorella has changed because if that would have happened when he was coaching the Islanders – or or not the Islanders, Jesus H., the Rangers, or when he was coaching the Canucks, child, that would have been all bad.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was all over the place of how – and poor Aaron, not poor Aaron Portland, because I know he does this kind of on purpose, but also because he's a, a journalist and he needs to, but he's, he's always the guy that asks the questions where torts will either be super chatty or he's just like, F off, I'm not doing this. And he literally in, I mean, obviously he didn't say it that way, but he goes, I'm done. Like I, I'm out. I'm not answering." this I mean, question
0: no he did kind of say it like that he said i'm out <laughs> he did actually yeah, say no, it no like he did
1: but i mean I, I meant that he didn't use the specific language of like f it like because he knows he can't um and i i did find it kind of cute because torch did a, a pregame interview with um, bob mcgilliot and torch's kids are here like his kids are home and so like He, before the game, was so happy and excited because both his kids were home. His son's in the military, so, like, this is a a bigger deal for him to be able to come home, and, you know, he was like, my wife is really hoping that that we'll win because then at least she knows that it's going to be, like, a good rest of the evening, and we can watch the Super Bowl, like, as a family and stuff, and he's like, so I know my wife is really hoping, and so, like, there were, like, people um online who were just like ooh, we know that he kept his comments um pg because his kids like his kids are grown adults so it's not like they're little but um you know he was like we're just gonna not gonna do this like i need to go home and see my family he
0: kept the comments he kept the comments pg because he knew for a fact that if he didn't he was going to be able to give his kids christmas that's true it was just like it would have just
1: been it would have been a new fine. It wouldn't have been a continuation of the other one.
0: Yeah, because that one ended in a yeah. year. <laughs> right. That one ended, yeah. So I won't so be surprised it would have just
1: if it's been a new amount of money.
0: Yeah, I won't be surprised if Line A gets fined.
1: Yeah. But I loved it so much. I did too. And that sassy man makes enough money. He's probably just like, whatever, dude, take it um but no it's just it's so frustrating and it's one of the again like you said because you're way more rational than me it probably would have happened this way to another team as well but it just feels like of course it happened to us right like of course it just we had to be it's like that um after we played Boston in the second round in the 19 playoffs and we, they ended up giving us that one goal after it like bounced off the nets and came down, blah, blah, blah. And then literally the next year, they were like, adding it to the you know NHL rule book. Those goals could not ever be accepted, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, thank you for making us the example of why you have to do this.
0: Oh, without a doubt.
1: Here, here it is. Although I don't like, this should not be how they handle things. Like I don't want this to happen to another team because no. someone back a percentage of a power player, penalty kill does not equate a goal. How and like one of those <laughs> moments Like, this is another one of those moments that we've been talking about that if we get towards the end of this season and we're either super out of playoff territory or, you know, hanging by the skin of our teeth, we're going to come back to this first game against Carolina, say, if this would have been handled properly, we could have at least gone to overtime. Oh, right and gotten a point or hell we could have won it right and then yeah i mean i don't think we would have won it i think we probably would have pushed it to overtime but at least we would have gotten a point like carolina won in every single aspect of what happened today
0: oh yeah i mean it wasn't even close really if you look at like the analytics and stuff like that it wasn't even a close game
1: so it's just, it's just frustrating. And it's, it is also frustrating. I was talking to, to Megan, um, my hockey child, and she was like, she's like, I know that we're upset and we're frustrated, but like, we scored five goals. Like, that's something to be said. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. You're right. We did score five goals. And that is a miracle.
0: Yeah. And lost. I just like, that's the thing that pisses me off. It's like, we're, we talk about like wanting to score goals and stuff like that. And it's like, today's the day that like the bounces just weren't there for Corpy and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I can't blame him for all six goals, but it's like, it just, it felt like there's Swiss cheese on both sides of the ice. Like it just didn't feel, it felt like such a weird game.
1: Well, and I mean, and Nick said that too. Nick said that it felt like a weird game, you know, things were just not, you know, adding up at certain points in time. There was a lot of, like, the the couple of fights that we were in were kind of weird.
0: Love that, though. Max, Down throwing um, that You moment. know, Love. well,
1: Max is, like, I texted you this, but, like, Max's part was, like, pretty hot. It,
0: you're, you're on a roll. Between this and the daddy line, you are on a roll. I
1: know. It's because I'm sad and lonely. But
0: sorry listeners that's another podcast
1: and decided into my personal life um but it was just kind of random though why he started fighting that player like he just there wasn't even really an interaction and that Kane's player tried so hard to get away from him he just like did not want anything to do with this situation. And Max was just like, fuck it, I'm fighting you. And and he just, he did, he beat the crap out of this kid and just kept punching him and kept punching him. And it was real hot, but it was also just kind of like unprompted. And then David Savard got into a tussle with former Blue Jacket, Ryan Dezingle, earlier in the first period for kind of like a weird situation like it was very much so like a awkward tripping fell into each other and then just started fighting and Zingle's helmet came off exposing his flowing mullet and so it was just kind of it's kind of awkward nick tried to fight someone that person didn't want to fight nick and he escaped um So, yeah, it was just – it was awkward. There were weird mistakes. Now, granted, Corby, you know, wasn't at his his best, but the saves that he did have, we would have lost by so many more goals if it wasn't for some of the saves that Corby made. Like, John Luke said, I want to say in the second intermission, that, you know, we would have been losing by probably – four or five goals if it hadn't been for the saves that Corby made during the second period oh for sure so overall very frustrating
0: all around today oh yeah yeah no without a doubt I think too like it'll just be unique because like we'll be here again tomorrow talking about this too like god what is that gonna look like like what is tomorrow's game gonna look like and where do the guys come out right because some some of these guys like had you know amazing days right like line a scores two goals line a um you know real and then he comes out and says what he says in the press conference and then Roslovic again scores two points Like he has two assists like he has been incredible in the time that he's been here um you know a lot of guys with two assists I mean like David Savard like Seth Jones like all that kind of people like these people who are like the guys who you want to start kicking into gear like are starting to kick into gear so eventually like this is going to start to work it's just a matter of why did it have to like be such a shitty outcome to this one like you know
1: yeah like it overshadows all of the the good things that happened today like starting with the two goals from line a like i think these were the first two goals that we really got to see what he's going to be able to bring to this team when he's fully like feeling himself like those goals they were kind of scary but they were really great like it's just something that we've never really, at least in the three and a half years that I've been a fan, um, we've just never really had someone who shoots the puck like that. And it's kind of intimidating, but also like it's really great that he's on our side of the situation and not playing against us. So that's a positive. Um And, you know, it was just – that was great morale for him. It was great for Max to get a goal. You know, Max has really been struggling, and I know Torch talked about it today um, in his pregame interview about how he's been trying to coach Max. And, you know, he – Yarmo had sent him a bunch of tapes um, yesterday of Max from last year in Montreal, and Torch sent them to Max and said, I want you to see in these what I'm seeing and seeing the quality of player that we know you can be and like towards was like tell me like he wants him to communicate with him about what he needs from him to get him back to the standard that he was when he was in Montreal and you know like you said Jack is doing so well Megan was like I think I might have found my replacement for PLD and I was like oh who and I knew in my head I was like I knew I know she's gonna say Jack and she's like I think Jack Roselbeck is my new soon-to-be favorite player she's like torn between him and Max but I was like I think this is a solid choice for you because I think he's going to be a really good a really good stable piece uh for us and I just love his energy that boy smiles all the time when he's on the ice because he's just like look at me I'm playing in the NHL
0: and i'm so well, happy. like for my hometown team too like yeah i mean he he has brought something to this team that i don't think it's really ever had and that like i do like think that there's well i don't want to say it never had but like there's such an energy about him that's so cool like to watch and like to just be like oh yeah he's columbus's own like that's so cool to me mm-hmm.
1: and but, i think he and line are like gelling really well together
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a familiarity there, right? Like, I mean, like having played together a decent amount, you know, in Winnipeg, um, you know, and because like, there's weirdness there. Like, Liney was almost never on the first line in Winnipeg. That's part of the contention, is that like there's just like drama between teammates and stuff like that and like all that kind of deal. But yeah, weren't but they
1: like kind of bullying him?
0: Low key, they were like, we don't want him on the first line, punk ass bitch. And he was like, okay, bye.
1: Like that's unfortunate. <laughs> I don't
0: like that. Yeah, I know. But essentially, like, because of that, like Line A like found himself playing with Roslovik every now and again. And because of that, like there is some familiarity there. Um, which could end up serving us well later down the road, but we won't worry about that right now. Correct. Um, but fun news, Nick Felina was out here talking all this shit uh after Cam scored his two hundredth goal in our last game against Dallas and it looked like he had scored his 200th goal Riley Nash was like actually no that's my goal (laughs) Um, and so Riley Nash gets the goal and then Nick Felina said actually hold on pause I'm going to actually score my 200th goal so he scores his 200th goal he keeps true to his word and now now they're dead even now it's a matter of who is going to win that race is it going to be Nick Felina or is it going to be Cam Atkinson I know your guess, but.
1: Well, I mean, I am partial, but, you know, it's it's just so exciting. It's so exciting to have the two of them who are such staples for this team and for this community to now be the second and third top scorers of the Columbus Blue Jackets franchise right behind uh, Rick Nash. And, you know, and it's kind of really cute that they did it sort of in, in back-to-back games <laughs>
0: yeah back-to-back that's just, crazy it's
1: just really adorable um and I it was such a sort of bummer but also very cute that the first goal um ended up going to Riley Nash because Nick said in his intermission interview he's like that that puck's for Rhett who is uh Riley Nash's newborn baby and yeah that was cute I was like, you're so adorable. But then, you know, of course, he comes back and shows his team the kind of leader he is and gets his own 200th goal. Um, but no, it was, it was, these are these bright moments that unfortunately are getting overshadowed by the situation. Um, Seth Jones got his 200th uh, career point tonight as well. So that's very exciting um we're just you know that's two milestones in a row for Seth so
0: good on him yeah he's chugging away I think too like to your point like it does suck that that was like all that stuff is kind of you know clouded not only by a loss but also in the loss of the way that it was but then you consider like I go to like this idea of like Cam versus Nick like looking at that um what's so cool about that is it's like for the most part like I think like 130 something of Nick's goals were with the Blue Jackets
1: 139
0: that's what I thought yeah and then I couldn't remember if he the nine was at the end of the Ottawa total or the Blue Jackets like I knew it was 130 something but I was like is it 131 or 139 um but then but all of all 200 of cams have come with the Blue Jackets so it's like to me in my heart I'm like Cam Atkinson is really like the current like he's got a while before Nick like really makes makes up for that um but yeah I mean all in all like I don't know I I guess like I'm just to a point now where I'm like is it like are we just going to be content like though like with like a mediocre season and like we're not going to make the playoffs if we keep going like this like is that like what we're okay with or is something going to happen is something going to change like are we going to try to bring in somebody else who hasn't been in the equation like like let me tell you a player that i forget about all the time and i'm sure you do too because like we just don't have to think about him emil bemstrom is just chilling on the taxi squad like like is it time for him to come back in and like maybe see like what's going on there is it time to maybe okay like scott harrington like he actually seemed to play pretty okay today like i'm not like really super worried about him but like like gavrikov was really tough today like it was hard to watch some of him um, I think he's not waiver eligible right now, so, like, do you put him on the taxi squad and maybe give somebody like Gabriel Carlson? God, Gabriel Carlson, like, that's the name that, like, I, like oh, my God, the fact that he's still a Columbus Blue Jacket blows my fucking mind. <laughs> like, so, like, is it time to, like, try to see, like, what he can do maybe again? Like, for the first time since 2016, again, blows my fucking mind. Like, is it time to do that or, like... I don't know, like, there's something, there's a spark that needs to happen, like, and it's not, it's not firing Tortorella, it's not bringing in somebody else, because really, who the fuck else would you bring in, but, like, it's, it's, there's something that needs to happen, like, and I don't know what it is, but, like, if it keeps going, right, like, like, is it a trade, like, are we, like, are there any teams out there who are, like, on the goalie market, like, hey, we'll give you so-and-so for, Corpy or for Elvis like is that where we're getting to are we getting to a point now where we we recognize that maybe we need some help on defense that we didn't have before um I'll beat that ass if they go for Tony D'Angelo like but outside of that like it's like you know, do they start to look for support on the blue line? Do they think that they need another score? I don't know that they do right now. Like, I think there are other aspects of the game that they really need to work on. So, like, I'm just struggling to figure out, like, what the fuck do they do? Because, like, this has, like, been the most, like, at least in the amount of time and, like, over the course of the last, like, five or six years, like, it has been the most unpredictable 50-50 season that I've seen so far. And it's not going anywhere, and it's not going anywhere fast.
1: Well, and I think that the sort of weird and frustrating part of it is that we're in our first sort of scenario where injuries have come to play and it's happening at the same time that we're converging on this issue with performance because they, Torts apparently told them all yesterday at practice that they are on notice. They have through the end of this Carolina series, and then after that, shit's getting real. And he's going to start pulling people off lines who aren't performing. And I think that that's what needs to happen. I think we've given them the opportunity to play every single team in our new division, and hopefully – and this is a big hope. Hopefully, the ends of this first round of games end with us splitting every team except for Nashville. But that's not okay. We're not getting to the playoffs with that kind of performance. We're not getting to the playoffs with this kind of attitude on the ice. Like, the talent's there, it's just not gelling. And, yes, we can say that it's because they're not getting the opportunity to, like, be together. They're not getting the opportunity to practice as often as they would normally. But as Tort says time and time again when he is asked about that, every single team, unless they're not following COVID protocol, which we know some of them have been caught doing, cough, cough, the Washington Capitals, Um every single team is facing the same situation now it may be a little bit different for the canadian teams because rules and regulations are kind of different in canada right now than they are in the united states but still for the most part every single team in this league is has the same issues when it comes to the covid protocols so we can't say that that's the issue the other thing is why we can't use this as an excuse is because yes we have a few new guys on the team but for the most part most of our team has been playing together for the last few years right well, most of them are neighbors in some capacity like these aren't guys that don't know each other for the most part right Yes, we have a handful of new players who do need to make those connections, and they do need to have that time to get to know their teammates. Um, and that's really critical and a real crucial thing. And there's ways to go about that, that they can do it safely and per protocol. Like, there are ways. But it's also just, like – This is a group of elite athletes and they're not necessarily playing at their top, like their top capacity. And we know that. And that's the main issue.
0: It just feels like one night we find like one aspect of it, but we lose the other aspects. And so like, that's what's tricky, right? Like, yeah, we score five goals tonight, but obviously like the defense and the goaltending is tough because we let up six. Like, and so that's what... It's so frustrating about this season so far. I think is it's like, you know, the nights that the defense is there, the offense isn't. The nights that the goaltending is there, the other aspects of the game aren't. And so I think that that's what's hard right now is it's like, oh yeah, like finally we're getting it going. Like line A is finding his legs. He's scoring twice. Like on like the shot that is as advertised of like it's just gonna go in. Like every time he throws it in there, like with that kind of shot, like so. It all has to start clicking and it all has to start clicking soon. And I do like, I'm like teetering on the edge of like, oh, Laura's right when she says that there's a lot of talent on this team. It's just not gelling. But then the other part of me is like, is this like the best it is? Like, is this like literally like how this works? And like, this is literally like, because like, not every team makes the playoffs every year. Not every team is horrible every year. They're like, eight teams in the league that are just kind of like there and like average and and they don't make the playoffs but they're not terrible like is that who we are like is that where we're at right now and I think that that's the thing because like that's how we're playing right now like that's how we're we're shaping up to be if we don't find something quick and so I don't think that that's who we are I don't think that's what we are but like it's hard to think that that couldn't just be the situation like and I think going into these, like, tomorrow's game is going to be huge. Like, I think that that's going to be a pace setter, um, you know, for stuff moving forward. And like you said, like, Taurus is like, y'all better figure this shit out soon because if y'all don't figure it out, like, I'm going to have to figure it out for you and you aren't going to like the end result of that. Um like there's a small part of me that appreciates the fact that we go to Chicago again after this Carolina series because and we have another 2 days off like because realistically like Chicago should not be a challenge for this team obviously like that wasn't the case last go round um you know but then we get into playing we have you know one one off game against Carolina we have uh a four game home stretch against Nashville and Chicago again um, and then we played Nashville again on the road. So, like, we're going to see a lot of Nashville and we're going to see a lot of Chicago here in the next couple of weeks. And it's like, okay, we're going to figure that out. And then we played Detroit at home once. Um, Though we got Dallas a couple times and then we stay at home again. Like, so there's just like, it's a lot.
1: Well, and it's also like, you know, today was kind of a, a weird day in the Central Division. I mean, I texted you, like, Mm -hmm. Chicago beat Dallas today. And also, Detroit beat the Panthers. Which was, like, very off-brand for both of those teams. Um, Both teams that we just recently saw and struggled against. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I'm be you know weirdly eternal optimist on this and like i i want to believe that we're just that we are as highly skilled as i feel that we are and that it is simply a matter of things just aren't connecting and i'm not naive enough to think that every year that i'm a fan from here on out we're going to the playoffs i became a fan in a very lucky time period in this franchise where every year that I've been a fan, we've gone to the postseason and we've accomplished some sort of goal in the postseason, like some sort of feat we have crossed off our lists. um, Or we've been the team that's been kicked out of the playoffs by the team that eventually became, became the Stanley cup champions. Like, you know, one of those couple of things. but I'm not super ready to let the dream die quite yet. Um, you know, we're we're 13 out of 56 games in, um, you know, but pretty soon we're gonna get, the halfway point is gonna get here before we know it. And if things don't start to get themselves figured out by the halfway point, I think a lot of us are going to have to come to the harsh reality of let's just enjoy this season and being able to watch them play. And then we'll regroup over the postseason, see what happens with the draft, see what happens with free agency, and try again when hopefully the situation is much more familiar to what we're used to much more familiar to what the team is used to um you know again i super hope that that's not the reality that we have to face um but we're living in weird times and again i think every day that i get to watch a game how thankful i am because There's a lot of reasons why we shouldn't be watching or being able to watch hockey right now. There's so much other stuff in the world going on. Um, But it's nice to have this escape and it's nice to see the team that I love be able to play. It's nice to have these conversations with you after every game. Um, But yeah, so I don't want to, and I got really weirdly deep um but you know so i'm I'm not giving up hope yet i hope that this that today was a wake-up call that it needs to be more than luck it needs to be more than weird technicalities it needs to be more than bounces and deflections. we need we need to win and we need to lose legitimately and properly yeah, if that makes sense.
0: No, it does. It does, and I think, you know, moving forward, it's. I mean, like you say, like the halfway point is coming. Like for me, like like the quarter point is after tomorrow. Like fourteen out of fifty six is one fourth, um, and that that final three fourths. I mean, three fourths is a lot, but like, it's gonna have to look drastically different for me to feel really good about where we're at. Um you know again like what we do this tomorrow we reconvene to chat about tomorrow's game in more than likely what 20 hours 20 hours and um you know at some point we're gonna have to start talking stop talking about this as, as like a oh, like, the next time we talk, like, we'll be talking about a Blue Jackets win. Like, eventually, like, we're gonna have to start being, like, okay, like, what's next? Like, (laughs) and I hope that it's not anytime soon. Like, this is where, this is where you see that Laura and I are very different, right? Like, where it's, like, Laura's not ready to give up hope, and I'm not ready to give up hope either, like, um, but, like, when Laura refers to this as a weird season, like, I, like, in year 20 of being somewhat familiar with the Blue Jackets, like, I'm, like, Actually, like the weird seasons are the ones that we do well still like mathematically, <laughs> like like the weird seasons are the ones that we make the playoffs and that we advance in the playoffs because those are like two out of 20. The normal seasons to me, like and I'm still like kind of in this mindset, are the ones that like we like are kind of there and then we're disappointing. like that's like very much my vibe, so like for me, normal is being hit like
1: <laughs> so again i lead, I lead a jaded existence. You do. In the hockey world you know I said this very early on with the fact that I'm all, I was also just g- genuinely lucky because my best friend is a season ticket holder so like for,
0: for a minute at least
1: <laughs> well yes until <laughs> so yeah. it happens um but you know so it is it is an existence you know and I think about that with Megan too because you know I got Megan into this in a situation where like you know the the first season that she got to see was like so exciting but then also dramatic because it was the bubble season and you know all this stuff and leading in into this circumstance I'm like oh god am I gonna burst her like hockey bubble (laughs) (laughs) on not intended but also intended um with this weird season and weird circumstance and um so yeah it is this is where we differ on what is normal in our consideration of the Blue Jackets, um but you know what's what's not unnormal for both of us is the Blue Jackets being injured, because we we haven't talked about that yet.
0: Well, I mean, I don't really know what what there is to really talk about. Like, I mean, like you're right. Like Zach wrensky's out for like a week or two, but like, I mean, that shit happens. Like, it's better than being out for the whole season. And then you got Elvis, who is. You know what I believe is concussed, so he's out for however long. And then I don't know what the fuck happened to Matisse Kivlinix. Like I don't know what the hell he was getting into, but he's out now. And now you have Cam Johnson, is the backup Ooh. goaltender of the. Columbus I am Blue so Jackets.
1: afraid. I am I was, so afraid.
0: I was gonna end this episode, Laura, by asking you. All right, who starts tomorrow? El or yonas uh, Corpusalo or Cam Johnson?
1: <laughs> that boy, I kept. They showed him on the bench. And he had a mask on, so obviously you can't fully see his face. But I was sort of narrating what I felt like he was saying in his head. And it was, oh, please, God, don't let Corby get injured. Oh, please, God, don't let Corby get injured. He's like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. This this kid has only been with the Blue Jackets since January.
0: Right.
1: He has never played in the NHL. (laughs) He... The, I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, but it was all like, does he even have a mask that looks like no, he do, he doesn't. a mask?
0: He, he doesn't. does not.
1: He has, like, a Florida... I think it was the Gators or the Pal, something that he played for. Um, so it's, like, green-ish, his mask. Um, so, yeah. I mean obviously, thank God we have another goalie, but we need to stop hurting our own goalies in practice. Correct. Like, for the most part, they're the higher performers at this point. And we need, we need, because my anxiety right now makes me feel like last year when Elvis wasn't doing well. But Corpy was. Corpy was doing so well. And we were all like, okay, Corpy can't get injured. Like, Corpy... Right. Corpy got injured. Injured. Like, surgery injured.
0: Right.
1: And if that happens, then we have this dude that we're not even sure. Like... And then who backs up that dude?
0: No idea. Do we have to
1: call that person that the arena has on hold?
0: I mean, well, yeah. Like, I mean, if it's in a game situation, yeah. There's an emergency goalie situation if both goalies get hurt in the same game. Yeah.
1: How does that work with COVID? Is that person around?
0: I'm assuming that they are. I guess that's a really good question, but I assume that they have to be.
1: Are they I mean, going to helicopter in the Zamboni driver from Toronto?
0: Toronto? David Ayers. No, is that his name? David yes. Ayers. Yeah, big fan, my guy. I'll get an Ayers jersey if he ever <laughs> if he ever played with. But, yeah, I don't know. A lot of a lot of things to consider. A lot of things to think about as we go into tomorrow's game. The answer to that question is Giannis Corposalo starting tomorrow. Yes, um,
1: he's starting for the foreseeable future until – either Elvis gets off, Elvis or Kivy gets off. So they
0: are. Correct and so we'll wait for that to happen but until then we'll just keep chugging we'll keep hoping that they start to rack up some wins I mean like I just want to see like a three four game win streak like the most we've gotten is two to this point like and I just like
1: it's not enough
0: I would enjoy to see us string along some confidence and you know go from there but Laura is there anything else that you have that you're you've got on your dome as we wrap up tonight's episode and start beginning to think about tomorrow's episode?
1: No, nothing super, you know, pressing. Follow us on social media um, at objectively pod on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter. You've been so great. Just like with interaction too lately. Um, Big fan. And then yeah, rate review and subscribe uh, on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to us on. Um, and let us know, like, if you're listening, you know, tweet at us, whatever, like, just let us know, because we see numbers, but like, it's nice to see faces, or at least like, your little picture on your Twitter account.
0: Right.
1: Um, so just, you know, wave a flag. And we appreciate anyone and all of you who are listening.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. What Laura said 100 times over, we appreciate y'all. Stay well as you all, you know, look forward to tomorrow's game. And hopefully you're not too upset about a Tom Brady Super Bowl win, his seventh tonight. I mean, it's
1: 43 years old.
0: I just, like, knew that tonight was going to be bad. Like, I knew that the uh, Buccaneers were going to win after the Blue Jackets game. Like, I was like, yeah, this is like – I can't, like, ever just have, like, half and half. Like, it has to be everything. Does that
1: Max's
0: dad was at the Super Bowl. Jesus. Okay. Well, it is what it is. Tie me everyone. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, stay well. And we will chat with y'all this time tomorrow. Stay tuned. And we will talk to you then. Bye.